Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Ocean City, Maryland? No. <laughs> Ocean City? That's okay. I'm sure, a, I'm sure a lot of your um, podcast listeners, have, if they're on the East Coast, they've got to have, have heard of Ocean City, Maryland, because it's a pretty popular uh, vacation rental resort town. Um, in uh, on the East Coast, and it's it's you know basically everyone from Connecticut to New York to New Jersey to Pennsylvania to Virginia, like you know, know and go to Ocean City. It's um it's it's pretty awesome because you know they just have not only do they have like the nice beaches and everything, but they just have an amazing nightlife. They have amazing restaurants. They have just lots of things to do. So a lot of these resort beach towns up and down the coast, it's kind of like not a whole lot to do besides go to the beach, which is great. But if you want to like have a night, you know, go out to some really cool bars, um, go to, to some, you know, craft breweries and go to some really nice restaurants. So a lot of these places don't have as um, much to choose from. But Ocean City just is like packed with stuff. So that's why the draw there, a lot of people like to go there. So that's where I grew up going to on vacation as a kid, you know, ever since I was literally in the womb, we went to the same vacation rental in Ocean City that we still go to to this day. And um, it was always kind of a dream when we would stay there. Oh, wouldn't it be so cool, you know, to take this place and renovate it and like, you know, have it for ourselves and, you know, rent it out ourselves and stuff like that. But um, it's kind of crazy. It's actually kind of the dream has kind of come true. Although it's not that house that we got, we got another one, but um, yeah. So that's where it all began in Ocean City. So that's where our first property was. So yeah, so uh, explain your first property when you got it and, and how you got started. Yeah, so um, so I was a full time nurse before I joined the vacation rental uh, world that I'm now in that I love, um, and I um, got pregnant with twins, and so that kind of um, shifted my my career path a lot because um, it was actually always my dream. My dream ever since I was a child, as long as I can remember, my dream was to be a stay-at-home mom and just to raise my children and, um, you know, be there with them, you know. And so when I got pregnant with the twins, it was like, now I have a double reason that I can be a stay-at-home mom. So I can, <laughs> no excuses for my husband. I'm, I'm, get, I'm not going to go back to work. I'm staying home with these tw- twins. And I mean, I definitely need to. I mean, paying for two twins to go to there's just no way. And then um, mm-hmm. it was just, it was always the thing that we wanted to do as a family anyway. So I um, started just being a stay-at-home mom with them, you know, twin, infant twins is, is, a, is a lot of work. I mean, it's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of once they got to like around one years old, um, I started kind of realizing this dream job of being a stay-at-home mom. Like I just was made to, I, I was getting antsy. Like I just needed something. I needed an outlet. I needed something to do. I needed, um, I needed to, you know, just express myself and, and find something to, to kind of fill in the time a little bit. And, and also just, um, yeah, I mean, potentially have a side job that I could help financially in our family. And so, um, I was at that time where we were on our, summer vacation in Ocean City and I run so I was running around and I just like to kind of explore um what I'm running and I found this adorable neighborhood um this so this was in the fall of 2017 and um 
I was running and I saw this adorable neighborhood and I was like, this is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. How I wonder what it, you know, what these houses cost. And um, it was around that same time, my husband and I um, had kind of, well, it was a few years prior to that, but we, we had done our first Airbnb experience where we like stayed in an Airbnb um, versus a hotel and used Airbnb. And like, it was kind of a bad experience. Like it was way early in an Airbnb and it was kind of like, a dirty place, but the host was really nice. And so, you know, overall, I'm like, if, if I, you know, I could do this, that was kind of initial thoughts. So it was kind of in the back of my head. And so when I was looking in this neighborhood, I was like, you know, this really seems like, you know, this, this is something that could work. I mean, because it's really close. It was on the Bay side and it was on the water on the Bay, but um, it was like, you know, walking distance to the beach. And so I went and looked on Zillow and I saw the price and I saw that it was on the market for like over a year at that point. And I was mm. like, yeah, wow. You know, and the price had gone down and gone down. Initially they were asking like three seventy five, um, like 400 or something like that. And by the time I had seen it, um, in like, you know, September, 2017, the price was down to like three fifteen, And still, um, I was just like, well, you know, maybe if at that time I was like, I, I was full-time home at home and I'm like, if I go back to work, you know, 20 hours a week, like we could pay the mortgage there. And um, if it, if I can't make this work, you know, if I try this Airbnb thing, this vacation rental thing, and, and I, we can't pay the mortgage, um, I can go back to work and I can pay it. And we'll just have a nice house on the water that, you know, a lot of people just pay for a second home out of their pocket. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, we might as well just try it and see. And our initial thought was, um, we'd be paying out of pocket for a few years before we kind of figured it out. And then maybe we could kind of cover the costs and that would be it. And that's all we thought about it at that point. And um, so we decided to go for it. We did a really low ball offer. We asked like, um, what did we ask? Like 250 or something. Mm -hmm. um, and they countered at like 275 which was crazy wow wow yeah and so then we got it for like 269 um which is insane i mean it's insane so um we got the house and we did like a full renovation so right at the same time i also started an instagram and facebook page for our um vacation rental so it wasn't at that point i don't even know what i called it it was just i knew that i wanted the house to be Mad Men beach house so if you guys have seen the show Mad Men, yeah yeah <laughs> with Don Draper it was like on AMC I mean I loved it I was actually um while I was like nursing my children my twins at night I binged watched it like the entire <laughs> season and, and I just fell in love with just the aesthetics of it the mid-century modern I loved that whole thing and so um I wanted to have the whole house be a beachy mid-century modern theme so I thought I would call it Mad Men Beach House because I thought maybe it would be catchy mm. um minus the cigarettes right <laughs> right. They smoke. They smoke nonstop on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. I know. And I wanted to have like a really cute like um, whiskey or like kind of air bar, but then I didn't want to encourage like tons of hard liquor drinking either. <laughs> Put some iced uh, tea right there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I uh, we did like a three month renovation. It was completely outdated. I mean, just really. Um, everything in the house it came fully furnished but like we sold everything we refurnished everything i did i bought almost everything on like craigslist and marketplace and like refinished things myself um just to but make sure that we had like you know because we were on a really tight budget um and so um 
we put about 20K into the renovation, and then we went live March of 2018. Um, and we, um, you know, started getting bookings. I mean, in, initially the first two weeks you're on Airbnb, they kind of boost your listing a little bit. Um, and then it kind of slowed down. And um, I decided to become, I listened to all these podcasts on vacation rentals and they said you should be dog friendly because that really, you know, you'll have this neat niche, niche, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. um, so when I became dog friendly, we just got like booked, like booked, 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 like fully booked all the way through like um, October. And then once we got to October, we got like pretty much fully booked all year round. I mean, it was just like, we would have a few night vacancies here and there. Um, and when I did have like a few night vacancies, I would have these crazy deals where I would like offer to my uh, Facebook and Instagram people like $25 a night. Um, and they would then like, so I just got all these reviews, like, because I'm like, I'd rather have someone in there than not anyone in there at all that I can at least pay part of my cable bill or something <laughs> like that. Right. You know? I mean, that's just my way of thinking. I know a lot of people are like, oh, wear and tear, you know, close down in the off season. But like, that's my bread and butter, the off season. So, mm -hmm. um, and the reviews, I mean, that's like just so key. So it's like, if I can have someone in there that can leave a review, especially if it's someone that I trust and I can give them a deal, they're going to leave me a good review. And that's just going to help my, you know, boost my ratings and get me more seen by more people. So why wouldn't I do that? So I, um, and I still do that. I still offer like crazy deals. Um, if I have like a one night vacancy, which I'm not going to fill, I don't offer one nights on like the listing sites because I don't know what they're going to do at a one night reservation because I've had bad experience with that. So, um, but I'll like, I'll offer to my like followers on Instagram and Facebook. Um, mm. because in general, I, I, um, I trust them more and that, and you know, so they'll book and then they'll, leave me a review and stuff like that so anyways that was madman beach house and um and um that one real quick it was yeah. um I'm, i was looking at the pictures of it right now I pulled up madman beach house and yeah i like i like the design it's like crisp and clean and and you know not too busy and um and i, I and how you, how you staggered the pictures between you know pictures of the outside and on the deck and then you mix it in with the inside and you go kind of go back and forth that's interesting i haven't seen like someone post pictures in that order but it's it, it's cool because it, it tells a story. So, yeah, yeah, we have like a geometric wall design um, that because again we we're on a budget, and so I was looking at Pinterest and like trying to figure out what we could do, and it was like you can make this ge this really cool geometric wall design, and you just use paint, and I could do it myself is with like painters tape, and it's like a, a huge wall that now has this really cool design. I don't have to buy a huge piece of art for it, and right. it's like it's a hit. Everyone loves it, so. <laughs> Um, and then I decided to do that for all my properties, have a, like a geometric wall design to, um, and so we did that at our next property at, um, it's called Mad Men Magic Kingdom House. So that one is in, uh, Florida by Disney World. Okay. So oh, the first one's, I'm sorry. Uh, the first one's Mad Men, um, just Mad Men Beach House, right? That's right. the very first one. Okay. So the next yeah. one's Mad Men. Magic uh, Kingdom House. Magic Kingdom House. Okay, yeah. cool. Cause I thought I wanted it. I mean, it was, we, it was in right outside of Disney World. So it had that whole thing. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the houses down there have themes and stuff like that. And I thought it would be fun um, just to have the whole house themed off of the Magic Kingdom. Um, and then that kind of would leave me Ooh. open to maybe um, like 
having another house that was themed off of um, like another one of the parks, you know, like an Animal Kingdom house or a, you know, um, Universal Studios house or whatever that we did, you know, not that I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's a great that's first picture because like it shows in the pool chilling, you know, uh, and it has like a and they have a projector go with the with Moana on the screen. It's like, wow, that's I could picture my family. You got a projector that's pretty cool. Yeah, we have an outdoor movie experience that that wow. was a that was a COVID uh, purchase. That's awesome. To bring in the staycationers that you know, because no one was going out to a movie theater and everyone's looking for something to do, and a lot of people were looking for a vacation rental that had things at the house so that they didn't have to go anywhere. So, we, is that y'all in the pool? No, it's one of our guests. I, oh. I asked them. I was like, we weren't even down there. Um, and because you know it's it's a it's a flight away or a fifteen hour drive away, so I I asked the guests there. Um, oh, I told awesome. them I said we have this new awesome experience because they didn't know we had it yet. You know I hadn't gone live with it yet, but, but I said we have we bought this projector and this projector screen. It's really cool. Um, we would love you know for you guys to have this during your stay, but you know. Um, what do you think about us taking <laughs> some shots of you guys look watching it? Um, and they were like totally down. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I'm on, I'm on Instagram all the time. And like, she sells stuff on Instagram. So she's like, totally like has her kids on Instagram and stuff all the time. So she was totally okay with it. They were so nice. So they let us use them as our models, which was so <laughs> cool. So that's like real guests watching. <laughs> I love that. The princess room. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 like that's, that. yeah, we have a castle fed with a dungeon inside. Man, um, yeah, yeah, stepped up your game on this one. This is nice. So your Magic Kingdom house, how far is that from Disney World? That's less than five miles. Oh, really? Awesome. I'm um, because I'm going there in September. I'm taking my son to Disney World. I was, oh, I was man, our September calendar is wide open. It's like the only month Ooh. that's wide open. So you definitely let me know. I'll give you a deal. September 2nd through the 6th. Yeah, we're, we, we are, I, we, we're getting really booked, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're pretty much fully booked. I mean, we have like a few weeks, basically like one week in June, one week in July, one week in August, like, mm -hmm. you know, just like one week they, they'll get, we, we get fully booked. We get like hundred percent occupied all year round in, in Disney too. So we will get booked, but it's just a matter of how soon we get booked. If it's way out far out or if it's, you know, now, one week out. That, that that makes brings me up to another question, then. Since you guys are so close to Disney, how did COVID affect you, and how did you change your strategy to stay alive? Because I know you, if you guys were, were you guys heavy depending on Disney? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Disney was rough. I mean, it was um, it was it was so crazy. I mean, with Disney closing down, um, I mean, one, it it was tough. I mean, I I was like hustling like crazy i mean while a lot of people were just like kind of closing up shop and like oh, okay um we have to wait this thing out and i couldn't i mean i couldn't afford to wait things out i couldn't just sit back and like wait for everything to open back up like i had this huge mortgage i had to pay and like you know bills and and you know the the heat and electric and the utilities for that house it's an eight bedroom home and it's big you know mm -hmm. i can't like our utility bill is like bigger than my, you know, bigger than my mortgage, my primary residence mortgage. It's, 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 wow. insane. it's insane, the utilities that that house. So um, I was just really, um, you know, they, they made a, 
you know, a kind of a like a clock, I don't know, some kind of a, a loophole in a sense for if you are an essential worker, you could still rent out your space. And so I just went crazy trying to find these essential workers that would stay with me. Um, and so I, you know, and, and the other thing that's kind of interesting about this essential worker thing is that they also said that if you are a government employee, doesn't matter what you do, um, you are an essential worker. So um, that was like, you know, when you think of a central worker, you think of a nurse, a doctor, um, you know, something like that, you know, someone in the healthcare field. Mm -hmm. um, you don't always think about, you know, just so, like any government employee, you know, right. um, like teachers are government employees, you know, or their county, but you know, Mm -hmm. So like, I just went trying to find, so I was able to stay pretty much fully booked still, um, even in Disney, um, hosting these essential employees, even though I did lower my prices crazy. Like, I mean, when usually I was asking like, you know, $200 a night, $250 a night, $300 a night, I was asking at that point, like $100 a night, you know, $75 a night sometimes. Um, yeah. $150. So I, I lower my prices down almost over 50% sometimes um, to get these people to come in. And basically people would contact me because I still, my, my sites were, you know, I was still like listed on Airbnb and I was still listed on VRBO and people would say, can I book here? People were still interested, but I just said, can you show me any documentation that you're a, a government employee an essential worker of any kind, like, give me anything. <laughs> I don't care. Just show me something that, and I will let you stay with me. And they, and, and I basically, um, was able to stay booked. So that, I would have been printing things out for them myself. <laughs> You're a doctor today. <laughs> no, but I, I like, I like that strategy though. You, you had to switch it up. You found a way. Yeah. That's what yeah. a lot of people didn't want to do. And a lot of people were jumping ship and closing down shops. So mm -hmm. You made it work. So now you said the one, and I also see you have a lake house that's coming. Um, you're with all your rentals. It sounds like you buy them all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like we, I, um, you know, having like a family and like my kids and it's like, I, you know, this is like, I put my heart and soul into our properties, like blood, sweat, and tears. I, I put so much into thinking about every single thing, every aspect. I really, really try to have the best vacation experience for our guests. And um, I really try to think of everything for them. I really try to make them feel like really cared for and taking, like I, I want them just to be blown away when they come and stay with us. So it's like, I put so much into it. Um, and, and then the renovations, I mean, I've been doing renovations now basically since 2017 when you know or 2018 when we bought our first property it's like I've been a, in a constant kind of either I've been looking for a house or I've been renovating a house and so um we've been doing this this deep creek project for over a year now um and so it's just because I put so much into it and I know what I put into it I know what it what it's what it's going to take to get it to where I want it to be the time and energy for me it's like I cannot I can't really see myself doing that unless it's my own property. It's like, mm -hmm. I mean, and so I, I, maybe there's people that can, and it, but it's just like, you know, I don't know, kind of like, I don't, I don't want to waste your effort. I don't want to put <laughs> an analogy in like, you know, you're a teacher for like children versus like your own children. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. 
there's just going to be something else you put into that, you know, obviously. And so I feel like it's the same thing for like properties. I mean, I put so much into it. My time is valuable because I, I'm the, the, what the time I'm putting into this business, I'm taking it away from my family. So it's like, mm. I, I can't, it's like, if I'm not doing that for something that's going to really better our family in the long run, then I just can't justify it personally. You, right you, now, bring, you bring up a really good point because <laughs> something happened to me this past weekend. See, we, me and uh, me and my partner Federico have been getting in these arbitrages, right? And so before that, I did Airbnb at, at my own houses until the cities that I was doing it at got shut down. And um, anyway, so I started back up. I'll dip my toes in the water again. I'm gonna try the arbitrage thing. And um, so, and, and as, as we do these arbitrages, which means we rent out a place and then we furnish it, fix it up, make it look pretty, and then rent it, rent it out, you know, online to uh, rent it out on Airbnb or whatever. Um, and, and part of the deal is you, you say, hey, you, you tell the landlord, any little problem comes up, I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Anything under a couple hundred bucks. So uh, stuff has been coming up and I've been over here resealing toilets and I've been over here um, switching out garbage disposals and, and fixing um. <laughs> um uh dishwashers and 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 on my hands and knees covered i'm like this isn't even my place and mm -hmm. i'm like <laughs> i was telling federico we got to figure out a different way i know it's whatever it's even we're making profit but i'm like man it's just it just hurts to do this for someone else and then in a few <laughs> months i'm gonna be gone from here anyways right and as like if it was my own if we owned it and I'm, I'm whatever blood, sweat and tears, like you said, put into it is going in towards, you know, raising the value and building equity. Yeah, I could see that. But over here, you know, fixing someone else's toilet that, you know, I ain't even going to use in a few months. <laughs> I just, <laughs> when you said that, it really, really got me in the heart, man. I'm like, ah, I need to get, I need to get back into the buying real estate thing instead of, you know, the arbitraging thing. But, you know, that's just my, that's what my mindset is right now. And then I, you bring, you both bring me up to a good point. So. With you, Rebecca, how with so you're 15 hours away from your place. How do you who handle who's your boots on the ground and handle how do you handle issues and oversee cleaning? Oh man, this has been a tough year, really. I mean, um, we have gone through count it four cleaning people down there in the last year. I've had to, and and I'm not used to this. I mean, like running a business is just still so new to me. So like having to like fire someone and then hire someone is just like, I'm still like, what the heck, <laughs> what the heck am I doing? You know, like, who do I think I am? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been tough. And so I've been, I've been, I've been managing it just myself and like hiring a cleaner and then having like, just, I have a handyman that thank God for Frank. I mean, he um, is just an amazing uh, handyman down there that, um, I met when I was doing the renovation, you know, I, we did a four month renovation down there for Mad Men Magic Kingdom house and um, met him through in that, in that situation. And like, so now I call on him. And so um, basically it was just a cleaner and a handyman that I had really. And that, but with everything that's been going on and like the fact that I've had to go through so many cleaners, I have now um, added a property manager down there that, um, what she does is she checks on the cleanings or it's a team, husband, wife team. They check, they check the clean. So their cleaners are their cleaners, but they check the cleans after each guest to make sure that it's up to my standards that I have set, set out for them. Like what I really want 
to be done. Um, and then they also will like do, ash, you know, tell me if like there's any damage or if there, we need to buy new towels, they will go out and buy new towels and things like that. So that's been like a game changer for me. And I, it's definitely, it's something I haven't brought to Ocean City. I don't think I need to do that there because I have a really great relationship with my cleaner and like we've been doing really well, just the two of us. But um, in Deep Creek, I'm going to also look at having a property manager that does that because when you have a house as big, like um, for our Disney property, like I said, it's eight bedrooms. Our property that's going to be in Deep Creek, Maryland is going to be a six bedroom home and that's still on the big side. So um, it's just, there's too much at stake. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to, to, to get the cleaning standards really is what it comes down to right now. Yeah. Now, now, are, you dealing, everything. are you dealing with individual cleaners or cleaning companies? Um, they're cleaning companies, um, but they're com kind of like, they're not like national cleaning companies. They're kind okay. of like local cleaning companies. So, okay. um, so yeah, I mean, I have so many little things that I do specifically for our properties that are just kind of unique for our properties. Like we have like a record player that we turn on before with a guest leave. I have a chalkboard that we like write out for each guest that has like, you know, specific things um, to welcome them. Uh, so, you know, things that I might've found out that like, oh, they serve in the military. So I say, thank you for your service or, oh, they're celebrating an anniversary. So I say happy anniversary. So there's like, there's lots of little, things that um you know that i do where like some of the big i don't know the bigger companies just like don't do that kind of stuff um it's just like so i i i've i i don't so yeah they are cleaning companies they're legitimate they're licensed and all that um right, right. but they're just uh you know they're they're like just local they're local ones so now I have another question. So your property management company, how did you go about finding them and how much do they charge you? Um, so for our one, the one in Florida, um, we, uh, I, I'm, on, I'm on a few Facebook pages for vacation rental um, homeowners. So um, there's um, an Orlando vacation rental owners uh, page that's just like you know, or if it's like Orlando area vacation rental homeowners um, or vacation rental owners. So I'm on that page as well as there's a few like national ones that I'm on um, that I asked and basically just said, this is what I'm looking for. This is the kind of guests that we have. This is the expectations. And um, so that was kind of like just um, because that's the thing that's kind of we are the guests that come and stay with me like because i have so many good reviews like i i have just i have a lot of really really good five-star reviews i'm you know like a top performing property um in, in ocean city and in, in disney and so um the expectations are really high and so on top of that um you know i i kind of know my you know who my who my avatar is too you know and like what they're expecting and so I know um, these are kind of the standards that I need. So I just laid it out there. I'm like, you know, I didn't want to sound like a BITCH or anything, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I, this is kind of what I need. This is what I'm looking for. And like, I mean, kind of like if, if that's something that you, you know, think, can you recommend someone? Mm -hmm. um, and basically I got a few recommendations and that, you know, 
and that's basically how I found it. So, um, I, I, this one woman that, that actually runs the page, um, is the one that is a recommendation that I took. So I, I just kind of saw the fact that she gave me that recommendation and she's the one that runs this whole Facebook page. Um, she obviously is, you know, doing something right. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, she, she's invested in this business and she's not just doing it as like kind of a side thing and um, not really that, you know, doesn't care. You know, she obviously cares. So I felt like that would be a good person to, um, to accept that recommendation from. Um, and, you know, there's a few other people on that page that also recommended them. And so then I talked to them and I told them kind of what I've been dealing with, with the past four cleaners and then what I need and they said they felt like they could take us on. So um, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like I said, I've gone through, I had another property manager before that actually. And that was the first time I had a property manager. And she actually said, we can't handle this house <laughs> um, wow. because it is an eight bedroom house. Um, wow. And her, her cleaners was just like a one, it was a one woman team, but she also had her husband help, but he couldn't always help. My house just needs two people. Like you can't, yeah. one person can't do it. It's too big. And um, so so yeah, so I took that recommendation and thankfully so far, it seems like it's a really good fit. Um, so she charges $250 a month. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a steal. <laughs> so what she does with that, and that also, that includes my pool cleaning, which I was paying eight ninety dollars a month for that. So that's a one week, um, one, one time a week. Wow. Someone comes and cleans your and cleans your pool and like puts the chemicals in and checks the filter and rinses out the filter and also they will like kind of rinse off the the pool deck. So that's I was paying ninety dollars a month for that. So that includes that and that includes pest control, which I also was paying like around thirty or forty dollars a month for that um, with another pest control company. So I could cancel those two uh, things. So it's really like not even $250. If you think about the, you know, the other the stuff that they're doing. So, I mean, it is crazy. Like, but that, that's, I don't think that, I think that's not common. I think that's Florida <laughs> because <laughs> it's such a, um, the market is so saturated, right. Mm. Um, down there in Orlando and stuff. And, and just, it's, it's just the vacation rental Mecca of the world. I think down in Florida, I mean, with, with Disney world and all the beaches and Miami and everything. So, um, and, and, you know, and it, so the prices, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm sure it would cost a lot more if I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually in the market now for a property manager in Deep Creek because I'm, and so I'm, I'm talking with some people and no one's really given me a price yet. Um, we got someone but, we could send your way. Oh yeah. 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 She was a guest on the show. In Deep yeah. Creek? Oh, well, I don't know. She's, she's close to, uh, she, she manages properties in the Orlando area. Oh, in Orlando, yeah, 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 yeah. So that that two fifty, that two fifty includes like, do you pay them the cleaning fee too, or? Oh yeah, yeah. Then there's a cleaning fee. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty good. That's good though. Two fifty yeah, yeah. and then the cleaning fee, and they clean the pool. Oh man. That's well, well, that's like, no. I mean, I'm, I want to make sure that. Um, okay. Like we also pay them the cleaning fee. Like, Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so our cleaning fee is like two hundred and. $25 oh, a for each cleaning. Each clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's worth and, it then. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so we like, we don't make any 
profit, like we just, like we just give, we pay the cleaners, mm -hmm. the, the guests pay in the cleaning fee. Um, so you don't charge like two fifty and then pay the cleaner two twenty five and you take like two twenty five bucks off the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually do charge two thirty, so I charge okay. an extra five dollars because um, the reason I do that. I mean, I I honestly, if if I could charge an extra twenty five dollars, that'd be great because not because I like want to just pocket that, but just because things happen all the time with guests when it comes to, they didn't clean, you know, because we also, we have a grill and they're supposed to clean the grill. If they don't clean the grill, then we have to pay our cleaners like $40 to clean the grill. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and I don't really always track down my guests and like, hey, you didn't clean the grill. I want you to yeah. pay me my $40. Like, I just kind of let those things go. And, and things also where like, if there was, if there's like damage because they're being um, irresponsible, I'll ask guests to pay for things because I know if this was irresponsibility or if this was just an accident and, and accidents happen all the time though. Mm -hmm. And so we have things break all the time. We have damage all the time that happens. That's just an accident. I, for me, I just see it as part of the business, but having that extra five extra dollars <laughs> goes into the pot for that kind of uh, mm -hmm. those little damages that we end up paying for that we don't ask a guest to pay for. Yeah, I'm starting to notice that people will pay like 150 to two, two to three hundred dollar cleaning fees when it's six or more people. I've started to notice that because we went went through um, actually um, the my uh, VA who was actually Steve's friend uh, Federico. He was just like, "Hey, we should raise these cleaning fees," and I was a little hesitant on it, but people pay it. And it was I was like, "Okay, people pay those high cleaning fees." Because you know when I look for an Airbnb too, I kind of like. I don't want to be paying $500 cleaning fees. I've seen it. And I'm like, people pay it though. So, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, we actually, um, for our Disney property, this is kind of a little tip uh, for your listeners um, <laughs> I, that I, um, I started doing. That's actually really helped me a lot with my Disney property because it is eight bedrooms and the, our cleaning fee is $225, $230. That's a big cleaning fee. So if you're only going for two nights, for instance, that cleaning fee is basically the cost of a whole night, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what we do is we actually have our property in, as three listings on Airbnb and on VRBO and on. And so we have our listings as an eight bedroom, uh, four and a half bath, a six bedroom, four and a half bath, and a four bedroom, uh, three and a half bath. Wow. And we lock the doors. So we have locks on all the doors. And that what that does is that it allows our cleaning fee to be lower. Because if you're, if, if there's like, say just a family of four or two families of four that are gonna be going down to Disney, and they want to stay at a nice house, um, they, you know, but they're only going to use four bedrooms or six bedrooms. They are going to be looking for those kind of, you know, that market, those kind of, those number of bedrooms, because if you're looking for an eight, a an eight bedroom, a 10 bedroom, you're going to be playing it, paying a crazy cleaning fee, you know, for rooms mm -hmm. you don't really need. So we created these other listings that were where we took out some of the bedrooms in the listing and we, you know, and we basically- That's genius. Kept, that's say, smart. Wow. <laughs> I thought about that. Say, this is a, we, and we say in the listing, you know, just so you know, this is an eight bedroom home, but we will lock two of these rooms or four of these rooms. Um, so there's no confusion. So we don't need to charge you an additional cleaning fee. And when we have those bookings, we will lock the doors to those rooms. Um, and then their cleaning fee is half the price. And so then if it's, if it's, a couple or a family of four, you know, then we're in, we're now competitive in that market with those houses. 
um, you know, it was like when we moved to the air, when we bought the house, like for instance, our next door neighbor was like, oh, you know, we're so happy you're here and you know, we're not like competitive. You're not even gonna be a competition for us because we're only a, a six bedroom home or we're, we're a four bedroom home. We're not gonna, you're not even, we're not even in the same market with each other. You know, we have different markets and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm up to. I will um, defeat you. I am after your market. Um, <laughs> And that's, uh, that's really helped us a lot, like, especially with our, um, you know, like closing in the gaps. So like if, for instance, we have like a two night vacancy or we have like, a, you know, we have, you know, smaller night vacancies and it's more last minute. So like I'll lower my prices, like I manually do my pricing. So I'll lower my prices like $5 a day when it comes to if it's that month of, and I haven't been booked, I'll start lowering my prices $5 a day, $5 a day until mm -hmm. I get booked. And so, um, once I start lowering my prices too, uh, I also become more competitive for those, um, you know, the four bedroom and the six bedroom, because I'm more in those price ranges than I am for the eight bedroom. The eight bedroom mm -hmm. price ranges are higher, which is where I start my prices. But then when, when, if I'm not booked, I'll lower my prices. And then I start to really become competitive in the four bedroom and the six bedroom market. And then I also have the cleaning fees to match those market, you know, so mm. I'll, I'll get booked, um, which is great because it's also less wear and tear too. So if I have like, say a two night vacancy on a weekend, which right now I try to have a five night minimum in, in Disney. Um, but it's like, if I have a two night vacancy, I'll, I'll try to get that booked. I'm not going to like, not, I'll, I won't do a one night. But I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, but I will try and get a two night vacancy filled, but I'll, I'll block my eight bedroom calendar and I'll only say that I'm, I'm available on my, my other lower, you know, four bedroom and, and six bedroom, um, calendar so that I can get booked so that I'm avoiding those party groups, you know, anyways. <laughs> so what, what kind of, what kind of locks do you put on each bedroom door that you can control from your, from your phone or something? <laughs> No, I've looked into that. I, I really, I would love to have an electronic lock, but a lot of these um, ones that I've looked at where like you can, you can do a code for instance, like they automatically lock and stuff when you go in and out. And so um, I just have a regular key doorknob, doorknob, doorknob key. So some of them I had a deadbolt. So when I first did it in Disney, I put deadbolts um, mm. because I didn't want a little kid to lock himself in a room. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just like, I try to think of, of everything, but at the same time, you think of a lot of houses have door locks on their, you know, they want private, you know, they even have that as one of like, um, an amenity to have door mm -hmm. locks because yeah. privacy, you know? So some people like having, so, I mean, any, any house that has a door lock could, um, lock a kid in their house, but in their room, but, um, but basically it's just a key you know so I, I basically um you can buy like a set on amazon like a six doorknob set that um and and you know just do keys so i have keys with the names of each one and i have like a number on each door so 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 that, that i'm just saying to discourage guests from trying to start using all the rooms if they only booked a three bedroom or four bedroom how do you do that um i lock the doors to those rooms yeah but you're a remote host Oh, well, I have my cleaners do it. Yeah. So I tell my cleaners. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I tell my cleaners, the people, the, the guests arriving are gonna, is, is a four bedroom uh, reservation. So lock these four bedrooms. Um, oh. So I communicate with them about that. And we've had, you know, um, 
we've had to, it, it's, it's something you really have to make you really clear on those bedrooms <laughs> Yeah. because it's, uh, yeah, it, it can be confusing. So you have to, it's like, you really have to triple check that they lock the right bedrooms and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's worked. It's worked really, really well. And it's okay. definitely, it helps me stay fully booked. And it also helps me stay fully booked without the, um, the party guests, which, yeah. I guess I'll oh, go ahead. Micah. Oh, well, well, I was just gonna say real quick. So I like the model because what you've done is okay. I have these huge eight bedrooms, but I'm not limiting myself to, Hey, you need eight bedrooms. I can now compete in different markets. Now my, my question to that was with you doing that, what's your most profitable setup? Like, is it when you offer three bedrooms or is it when you offer four, like what's the most profitable that you've seen? Oh, I mean, I can ask them like it, I get the most money with the eight bedroom because um, I mean, I'll have people that pay the eight bedroom price. I'll have families, I'll have a family of four or a family of six stay and book the eight bedroom. And, and, you know, they'll, because and, they're separate listings. So they don't just technically know that it's, they could just go and book the, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's so, and because my eight bedroom is really high ranked on Airbnb and stuff like that, because I have so many reviews and I've, you know, it's like, I don't have as many reviews. I don't have as many people booking. So I, I'm not as highly ranked for the other two listings, but if I also have a website and I book direct, I'm really trying to like book direct right now with all of our guests and especially repeat guests. And so when I, when guests are booking direct, I'll tell them, do you want to, what, you know, how many rooms do you want? Because if you want less rooms, I can save you some money on your cleaning fee. And, you know, saving someone a hundred bucks on their vacation. I mean, that's like a nice dinner out. So oh, yeah. um, we also do it actually at our, in our Ocean City house. Our Ocean City Mad Men Beach house is a three bedroom, two full bath, but we offer it as a one bedroom, one full bath. And because in the off season, the majority of our guests is um, just a couple just a, a couple coming for a getaway. It's not usually a family. It's usually a couple, a lot of times a retired couple. Um, they don't need the other two bedrooms. And again, um, you know, my cleaning fee there is what, like $130. Um, but if I can, you know, like, you know, I save them like 40 or 50 bucks to, if they want to do a one bedroom and if they're just going for two nights, saving 50 bucks, that's, you know, that's a good amount for them to save for their getaway. Um, yeah. So we, we actually do, uh, we have, we get a lot of one night booking, uh, one, um, one bedroom reservations in the off season. I never get it in high season. It's always the full um, three bedroom in ocean and Mad Men beach house. But, um, but yeah, we do it there and we're going to do it at deep Creek. I'm, I'm, I, you know, we're going to offer it as a six, a four and a two. Now a qu question going back to ocean city. Um, so without, that was your first one, correct? And, and so is that a seasonal location and how do you deal with the seasonal seasonality? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely seasonal, um, where the summer high season, you know, we, we can, we get like $550 a night, um, there, but then in the off season, I'll go down pretty low. I mean, now, like, I think people have caught on, especially with, with COVID, they've actually caught on to the fact that like going to the beach and I mean, I have people come, I mean, it's cold in Maryland. It's cold at the beach in Maryland in the winter, but people go all year round. They come, I mean, mid, mid week, February, 
midweek January, we are booked. People are coming to stay at our beach house in Ocean City and we're on the water. So there's that like really tranquil, you know, ex you know, really relaxed kind of experience people get when they're just going somewhere to be on the water. Um, so we get booked all year round, but our prices are just a lot different, you know, in the off season. So um, we lower our prices substantially. I mean, like a weekend is like a hundred dollars a night and then, or 125. Um, and then like a week night, a midweek is like anywhere from, you know, 50 to $75 uh, for a midnight, a midweek. But like, you know, just to be able to, I think this is the first year I, I'm still running my numbers because I'm, I'm still like, I, I haven't gotten there yet. I have so many other projects and things I have to get to and figuring out like my profit and loss, you know, is like something I, I, I need to do that. I just haven't gotten to, to figure out yet, but this past year, but um, I'm pretty sure that this last February is the first like February, which is like supposed to be the lowest um, like grossing, you know, month at the beach that we would have, but I'm pretty sure that we were able to this year for the first time cover our, at least break even that month when usually we, we are at a loss, but of course in the high season, you're making a profit so that you can make up for that loss. But, um, but to be able to like, not make a loss on, you know, um, to have a whole year where you, not, not one month you make a loss, it would, that's like my goal so that's amazing and i had a question so i'm looking at your website i like how you put on there when that you book directly no fees ever i love that <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was also wondering like how do you, how are you also driving traffic directly to your website and capturing guest information yeah um okay so this is another game changer um is so we we have a i have a software that i use for our um to, to send all of our messages on Airbnb. Like I have, when someone books, I have a message that's sent. When someone, like two days, the day of their arrival, I have a message sent with their door code. Um, so I have all these automatic messages sent out to the guests to basically help them get everything they need off the bat so they don't have to come asking me for anything. Um, and so that software also manages my calendars and helps me like keep all my calendars up to date with like all my, you know, Verbio and Airbnb and my three bedroom and my two bedroom and all these bedrooms, you mm -hmm. know, so they can block each other off. Um, and it also keep, gets my, you know, helps me have my calendar on my, um, my website so that people can book directly on my website and, and just automatically book on my website. So that is this, uh, it's, I use Hostfully is a software um, that I use. And so they also have this thing where they have a, there's a pre-arrival form um, that you can request, you, you send your guests a link to. Wow. And so I send all my guests. So I, I set it up where the guest books their say they've paid and I'm like, Oh wait, wait, one more step. You're almost done booking your reservation. <laughs> you haven't done it yet. You know, even though it says you booked, you haven't fully finished your booking reservation. Can you please go here and, and take two minutes and fill out this pre-arrival form? And then we will send you our custom guidebook that has all the information you need on our home, on our community, mm -hmm. on the resort town. We have insider recommendations. We have um, everything you need to know about our home and about your vacation there um that we will send to you once you send this pre-arrival form that then is triggered once they fill out this pre-arrival form and they say submit then our my guidebook is then triggered to send to them automatically as well um 
So that pre-arrival form has lots of very valuable information. And one thing I've learned in this business is the more you can capture and know about your guests, um, the better chances you're, they're going to become a repeat guest and, and, and a fan and a raving fan that tells all their friends and family about you so that you can get more, um, you know, bookings that are direct and that are, you know, have this kind of authentic type of um, thing. So, so what I ask in the pre-arrival form is I ask for their email. I ask for, and I ask them in there because I know it's like a legal thing. Can I, what I say is, can I send you um, promotions and deals and in, in, in the future? And 99% of them say, yes, sure. Great. You know, so I asked for their email. I asked if I can send them um, promotions and deals emails. Um, and, and so I also, you know, ask information about them as well. Like, you know, what's an interesting fact about you? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that's been really cool, I just, I just started adding, I just added a new one is why did you choose us out of all the, out of all the vacation rentals that you saw, what was it about our property that made you want to book? And that information has been so interesting and fun to learn. Um, mm -hmm. So all that information just helps guide, guide my, you know, my business and like what's important to guests. And, um, and so, once I have their email, um, I put them in a, uh, I have chip monkey. Have you guys heard of chip? Is it chip monkey? MailChimp. MailChimp. <laughs> I always call it chip monkey. <laughs> that's a new version we're working on. I think, I think there's another like thing out there that's called chip monkey that edits. Ma uh, uh, mail survey, monkey survey, survey monkey, <laughs> survey monkey. I think that's what you're talking about. Oh, is yeah. that it? Oh, I don't even know. Okay, so MailChimp is what I, um, what I have. And it's free uh, for your listeners that don't know. It's like you put your mailing list in there and you, they'll send out a, and, and they give you like these formats that are really nice, really nice. And like, obviously if I was to just write an email to my guests, it would look like, like a dorky email, you know, this is like, has a nice format to it where it already has pictures for you to fill in. And like, um, it's just, it's all set up in a way that makes it looks more like a blog or like a mm -hmm. newsletter. Right. So, um, I put them in there uh, and then I send a, I send um, newsletters out to them. Um, so that's one way that I try to get them to book directly the next time. I also, um, and in there I say, um, if you book direct with me next time you stay with us, we'll give you a 10% discount. Um, and so we, I don't offer that on Airbnb and VRBO. I, if, if, if a guest wants to, and, and, and I also say that, um, all over the house. I have these like laminated sheets that I put like in the bathroom, <laughs> like <laughs> everywhere. Like, Oh, I'm so glad you, um, I hope you're enjoying your stay with us. Uh, next time, don't forget to book direct because if you book direct with us through our website, then not only are our prices lower, you don't pay any service fees and we'll offer you a 10% discount off the nightly, off the, the nightly rate if you book direct. So with that, like everyone books direct the next time they stay with me. So um, and then I also, I write them a letter too, that also tells them, um, all of our guests that leave me a five-star review, I will write them a handwritten letter. And I say, wow. thank you for staying with us. Thank you for, um, leaving me a five-star review because it's really, really so important for our business. And I want you to come stay with us again soon. Please, uh, think about your next day with us. And then on this postcard is, it has like, all the pro you know it has like a picture of disney a picture of 
of like someone snowboard. It's it's like what you see, I think, probably on my website. But That's someone's smart. like snowboarding, and then has a um, a picture of an ocean scene where, and it it says, you know, that we have these three properties, and it says, you know, um, book direct and you get a 10% discount off your next day with us. Another thing with MailChimp that I just found out they do, they do skip tracing. So you can actually send postcards to your guests too. And I just, I just started using, I was like, what? I didn't know that. Directly oh, to their cool. home address. So I was like, I've been using Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like, post- I'm like handwriting it out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it has a postcard feature. Another That's feature cool. that I found out that you could actually put on your website that I just put on mine. It's called Tidio. T-I-D-I-O. Like if, I don't know if you've ever like logged into like, let's say smart BNB and they have that little chat, chat box at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You can put that on your website. I just did this. You can put that chat box on your website, install the app on your phone and everyone who visits your site, you can just type them a message, right? Automatically. And if they respond and let's say they're logged into Google, you'll get their name and email address. And that just from just visiting your site, you can grab that information and automatically shoot it to MailChimp. That's one I learned from one of our future, who's going to be a future guest, Peter Francis. And that is a really cool app. It's called Tidio. I was like, wow. And yeah, I've been using it. To, yeah. yeah. Write that down. Yeah. yeah really powerful. The ones where you have to, if they want to sign into their, into your Wi-Fi, they have to do their email. Have you guys? StayFi. Yeah. I use StayFi as well. Do you use that at your mm-hmm. houses? Yeah. I actually, today I actually set up the retargeting ads on, on StayFi. So that anyone who visits the page. Uh, they get retargeted. So like they'll get my share BNB stuff popping up as ads on their computer, Facebook and all that and Instagram. Uh, yeah, he, he just implemented that. So that's a really powerful one too, is uh stay by. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that's amazing. I haven't done that yet. I have to look at a little bit more into it. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, I don't know. I, I, is it, is it like, do, do they say, do they check to say you can send me emails after this? No. So, okay. So to log in, you tell them, Hey, I require your first name, last name, and email. And then you can add on additional stuff. Like it's optional, but you can put your phone number in. Most people put their phone number in. Um, and then you can implement that phone number into slick text, whatever. Um, I noticed people don't usually mind email, but texting. Yeah. They don't really like that. That's yeah. They're like, no. Nah, so that's what I started noticing. So I'm kind of backing off on texting and just sticking to the email. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping into the DMS. Yeah. They don't like that. Like they, they really like people really feel like that's invasive when you start texting. Their phone. So I was like, okay, I'm turning that off. So I turned off the text feature. So yeah, I do. I do text my guests. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll text them if they text me, of course, but um, like another thing that I've been doing because I'm, I, I'm not really sure where the world of vacation rentals is going. And mm-hmm. I, what I do know is that um, Google is still like King, you know? Um, and like, I feel like there's, there's gotta be a future with Google and vacation rentals. And yeah. Right yeah. I mean, I've heard some, I've, I've tried to keep up with it all, but it's hard to with taking care of my twins and everything like that. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. So basically like we're on Google maps of, you know, I, I, I put yep. myself on Google maps um, and um, 
now I try to get my, you know, I feel like, um, you know, because you can, you can get your guests to go in and write a review on TripAdvisor. I don't know. That's like another, but I haven't gotten any bookings on TripAdvisor. So I'm like, I don't even think that's worth it asking them to leave me reviews on TripAdvisor. Um, but Google, my Google Maps, like I've had a lot of people find me through Google Maps and the more reviews. And so I feel like if I can get like a ton of all my reviews on there, then that, like, I feel like at some point, I mean, already I know it's helping me with direct bookings, but I feel like it's only, I feel like it's, I, I just feel like there's something with that, you know, in the, that's going to happen where it's going to be really, really valuable to have a lot of, um, to have, be really strong, uh, you know, with your Google uh, business yeah. page. And so that's where I will, if I have a guest that left me a five-star review, um, I will send them a text and, thank them for leaving me the review and tell them we want them to come back and say, would you mind um, this review that you left me on Airbnb? Would you mind leaving this on my Google business page? And I say, I'll even, I say, just to make it really easy for you, I'm going to copy and paste your review <laughs> and I'm going to leave it here so that all you have to do is copy and paste it. And so I send them the link. I send them the review that they sent me, mm -hmm. that they wrote me. I copy and paste it and I leave it. And that's been like, I've, I've, I've tried to get guests to leave reviews on different sites in so many different ways and nothing has worked. And this is the only thing that has worked for me. Is oh, really it worked? The text? The only thing that's worked for me is to text them and only ask them for, because I've also said, can you leave a review on TripAdvisor? Can you leave it on Google page? Can you leave it on all these sites? And that doesn't work either. So you're just yeah. asking for the one place, the Google business page, that's the, and, and asking them to leave a review there and just that's worked. It's worked. I've, and not everyone does it. I would say 50% of my guests do it. I've gotten um, lucky with Google. Um, so you know how I put all the guest names in Mail MailChimp? Mm -hmm. I actually like 20 days after they check out, I have an automated me email message go to them to tell them to leave a review on their Google page. And then on oh. my Google page, on my Google business page, I have all of my rentals listed as products. So then they can actually go and book and it'll take them directly to the direct booking link for that product or for that listing. That's another thing. And then I run Google ads all the time. All yeah, the time. I, I, I need to do more Google ads and, and Facebook ads and YouTube ads. I YouTube ads. I haven't got into that. Yeah. yeah oh, I got to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, like our property video. We only have one, our Madman Magic Kingdom house is the only house that has a prop. We're actually shooting our first property video for Madman Beach House. Um, because we don't have a property video for that one yet, but we did do one for Madman Magic Kingdom house and I put it on, um, on YouTube. And, um, and so I've run ads on that. Um, so, I, I, but it was only, it was a limited time. So I need to go back and like redo the ad and like make sure I'm doing the right uh, target people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing that I think is, is, is valuable about um, this pre-arrival form because I'll ask for their mailing address too. And so I, I get to know, I find mm -hmm. out um, where they are. And one thing, um, yeah. So it's like just knowing more and more about, you know, who it is, who it is, who is it that likes, what we ha what we have, you know, who is our audience, who is our, our guest, um, I think is, is really good, you know, information to have. Um, yeah, so, um, but that's the only thing that's worked for me is to text, because I've sent emails too, and they ignore, they seem to not really take to the email, but 
if I text them and I send them the link to my Google business page and I send them their actual review, that is what has worked for me. And it's been great. Nice, nice. A real quick question before before we wrap it up here. Um, so these three spots, that these three places that you have so far, they're in, are they in places that you, I mean, you like to visit yourself? And do you visit your own places? Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are like my That's... favorite places. I mean, um, like I said, growing up going to Ocean City, I mean, I love Ocean City. Um, it's like a second home to me. And then... Um, it as a young adult i started going to deep creek lake which is so ocean city is three miles on the east side and deep creek lake is three miles to the west of me in the mountains um in maryland and so i started going there and fell in love with deep creek lake i mean and it's just like a really really beautiful lake resort town they have um a really nice uh, ski resort in the winter time called wisp and so it's an all season all year round um town right it's because it's like this the lake in the summer they have the autumn glory in the fall they have um and and they have the the skiing and snowboarding in the winter and then in the um in the spring you know there's like hiking and there's mountain biking and all sorts of stuff so um yeah it's 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 just like i i love 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 those places so it was like a dream you know to like a beach house to have a beach house. It's like the question is always like, oh, do you want a beach house or a mountain house? And um yes. or a lake house. And so <laughs> <laughs> and so for me it was like because we we were initially thinking we were gonna keep stay all of our properties in, in Ocean City. Because you know, we had Ocean City and I'm like, it's gonna it makes more sense to have all our properties in one place, use the same cleaner and it makes everything more simple. You know, only one place we're doing the, the room tax and all that nonsense. Um but I couldn't find a property that could match what we did. And, um, you know, we just got such an amazing deal for that first property. And so, yeah, I, we started looking elsewhere and, and then we started looking in Deep Creek. Um, but then we actually had a house that we had a contract on that fell through the day we were flying out to Disney World with our kids for the first time. And so that's when it was just like, maybe we're going down to Disney for a reason right now. Well, this property in Deep Creek just fell through. Um, and we're going to the vacation rental Mecca. So that's when we, when we were down there, we looked at, ha at houses um, and we bought a house sight unseen like a month later. Um, so that, um, yeah. So basically like I always, I also wanted to have a place where I could go and escape the cold, harsh winters up here in, in Maryland down South. And so, you know, the one that was like where Florida came in, I'm like, this would be amazing to be able to come down here and um, enjoy the sunshine in the wintertime sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like really important for me. Um, it was, it's, it's, it, it's, we wanna make a profit because the profit is what keeps the business going. It's what helps us put more value into the house and it also helps fund more properties and, and keeping the business growing. Um, although for me, I'm definitely gonna like keep it at, I don't think I'm gonna grow it anytime soon um, after this Deep Creek property. Um, so, but for me, it's just really important that I am really, really love and passionate about the locations because I, I want, you know, when I'm going there to like work on maintenance and things like that, which I do frequently at all the properties, it's like, I want to like go there and just be feeling, you know, just loving the, the location, being, feeling like I'm in a tranquil place, feeling like even though it's work, it's still a vacation for me, you know? Mm. 
So that's really important for me um, because I put so much into it. It's like, but if the IRS is listening, it's work. It's not a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a, the great, well, another great thing. It's like, you know, flying down to Florida all the time to work on the house and check on things. And, you know, mm-hmm. also, hey, let's go into Disney World for a few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make sure it's still there. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I guess what I what I was was hearing and it's like and it's what I what I feel too is a lot of people like you said oh it'd be more profitable to get another one in Ocean City but why not build build the lifestyle that you want to live first and then the profit will come around that instead of building the profit first and then you're not having the lifestyle you want you know I think you, it could be a win win situation I think that's what you're doing and that's really that's really inspiring. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely staying in one location would be so much easier. But I feel like I'm still working on getting my systems all organized and intact and and like and like I'm still right now I'm working with my software so that they'll automatically send the cleanings to my cleaner instead of me having to constantly update my cleaner. So it's like once I kind of get everything automated and systemized, like it in the long run, it's going to be just really, really amazing. I'm putting a lot of the work into it now. I feel like, I feel like I'm putting so much work into it now, but I feel like in the, in the future, like in a few years and in the long run, it's not only am I going to have, everything is going to be a lot easier to systemize, but also I'm going to have these three locations that I love that I can, you know, visit and and share with people I love, um, which is, you know, reason i love it so much this business so awesome hostfully doesn't send your cleaners messages that's what i'm I'm doing they they do have something but i'm trying to work out the kinks right now i i'm i've just started this past week trying to get that all done and figured out but i actually they'll send it now like they have something that triggers my for new reservations but it's all the reservations i have already in my calendar i have to manually go in and do it and I have like, like a hundred reservations on my calendar right now. So I have to go in each individual date and manually put in everything. So that's taking a lot of time that once I'm done with that, I don't have to think about it again unless I have to get a new cleaner and then I have to re-manually. <laughs> Hopefully I want to get a new cleaner. So I hope that the people I have now are, I'm going to stick with for a while, but yeah. It it, sh- it should all work once I have caught up. And ask one more question too, because I've always I've always been fascinated with the vacation rental part of this this whole you know Airbnb or whatever. Um, because even when I, we first started this podcast, I told I told Micah I wanted a place in South Padre Island because we love going to South Padre Island. I was mm-hmm. like it just and here here's why I went wrong. I I, I kept seeing it as just uh, as just a profit thing. I was like, man, I just get another single family home here and it's more profitable and you know, appreciation and all that stuff, but I always wanted a place in South Padre Island and 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 it, I guess it's I guess it goes back to it, it doesn't always you don't always put the make profit the first priority, put like enjoyment that your family's going to have with this place because we could have already had our place there, you know, set it up how we wanted it and gone traveled and, and spent like a few weeks there if we wanted to you know on the cheap and and now you know prices are, are going up on these uh, vacation rentals everywhere i guess you've seen it too and and so i guess i guess what would what would you tell someone that's really considering to buy like a a, a property in a vacation rental uh, area 
Yeah, I mean, I think, um, well, I think if, if you're, are you asking about like a, a place that they really love, like a place that, like what you said? I mean, for me, I, I know that when I go to my vacation rental locations right now, I am not on vacation. <laughs> Even when like, when we go down to Florida, like I, like we will have days we'll go into Disney. So it's like, I'm not working on the house that day, but the day before and the day after I am working on the house and it's, it's stressful. It's packed. It's like, so much stuff we, we got to do and get done while we're there. Um, as well as, you know, when we're at Disney, like in, in, like I, I've never just gone to the beach house and just relaxed with a friend and I haven't even invited friends to stay with me there. Um, this, we have just been on this train of like, you know, trying to get the money to put into the next house that we need to pay off and like all these, you know, things that we're, you know, because we were acquiring all these properties back to back. So um, I would say definitely um, don't expect it always to be a vacation um, mm. because there's always going to be work to do. But I think that um, at the same time, you'll go there and enjoy it more than you ever imagined. And, and that is something that, you know, I think is priceless where um, like I would ne never be going up to ocean city all winter long, you know, you know, in the winter and in, in the fall and in the spring. And I mean, I used to just go one week in the summer and now I go all year round, all throughout the year. And I'm really getting to see just how much ocean city has all year round, all the cool things you can do, all the cool restaurants there are um, different deals that go on in the off season, different things and festivals that go on in the off season. And it's just really cool. I mean, I love Ocean City in the winter now. Um, and so, yeah, just being able to, you get to really get to know that place and, and it's like becomes a part of you, you know? So um, as long as you know, it's not always going to be vacation. And maybe once you've paid down the mortgage a little bit and down the road, um, it's going to be such a gift for friends and family that you can offer and have. Um, but I think initially too, when you're first getting, you're getting going, it's not going to be a vacation for a little while, but eventually it really will, you know, slowly we're, you know, we're able to enjoy it more and more. Nice. Well, thank you so much for hopping on Rebecca. Um, where can folks find you? Oh yeah. I would love for you guys to, uh, to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we are at Mad Men Vacation Rentals is our, um, tag there. So, um, we're there. I'm very active on there. I share our journey, our vacation rental business journey, really. Um, so we have everyone, lots of people follow me there, lots of vacation rental hosts, lots of, um, people in the vacation rental business, as well as, our guests and, and just people that are interested in ocean city or Disney and like are interested in staying in places like that. So we have all sorts of people that, that follow me because not only do I share about our vacation locations, like I'll do, um, you know, a restaurant experience in down by Disney world, or I'll do a, um, craft beer experience down in ocean city. So I'll do these like experiences in our vacation locations, um, but then I'll also share like updates and things that we're doing at our property, what it's like to stay at our property, but then I'll also talk about the business side of things as well. And like, um, and definitely, you know, different ways we're staying afloat in this crazy time and, um, 
you know, so I, I talk about all that stuff and I'm very active, you know, I post almost every day something and, and I'm active on my stories as well. Um, yeah, so I'd love for you guys to follow me there at Mad Men Vacation Rentals um, is the best way to, to, and then you can send me a DM there as well if you have any questions. Um, I have, you know, a good amount of people that have heard me on different podcasts, you know, contact me with different questions and I love to help anyone that, um, you know, just once I had someone just the other day was like, how do you get mattresses? You know, what do you do with that? What, what mattresses do you get? You know, how do you do the mattress thing? And, and I went through, you know, everything that I've learned over the past and I've learned a lot about mattresses <laughs> and like, I have a lot to say about mattresses. And so, um, I had a good conversation with this, this woman on, on Instagram that just DM me and asked me some questions. And we had a nice conversation there about, and I gave her, you know, things I've learned and what I, what I'm doing. Yeah, people leave them free out by the curb, so it's, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. They do that. I do that. <laughs> well, thank you for hopping on. It's been a great episode, and I am going to ask you. I'm already following you. I'm going to ask you a tons of questions, so be, be prepared. Yeah. Definitely. Me too. Definitely got to ask more about those systems, because I, I liked a few of them. Oh, I, yeah. I'm going to be asking you, too. So uh, oh, yeah. be checking your inbox for my questions about all this stuff, too. Feel free to hop in the DMs. I'll answer whatever. <laughs> all, all right, Rebecca. Right. Well, thank, thank you so you, much Rebecca. for hopping on. Thank you so much, show. guys. You guys are awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. All right. Stevie Stacks, man. That was episode what number? 159. Your favorite Airbnb share being share share economy podcast. <laughs> share BNB, yeah, yeah. Drop. <laughs> Not on accident, but yeah, it was a drop. <laughs> At Madman Vacation Rentals. Yeah, she has some cool cool spots man and um that was that's inspiring because man I, I look at padre every day still i'm like why, why don't i just go ahead and do it i mean I it, if you want to man. and if she, what she's saying is correct you know it's it's you know padre i always thought it's seasonal and then you know there's months where it's dead but now with man COVID, i meant to ask her that man that was my biggest thing i wanted to ask her because you know she's in the vacation rental market how do they survive those seasonal months you know yeah, and that's what I wanted she, to ask her. That would have been a good question. And she, I, I, I kind of asked her that with the uh, with the Ocean City one, and mm -hmm. she said it's been because of COVID, it's been pretty heavy in the in the in the off months too. Mm -hmm. So she said she might she might have her first, you know, um, almost fully booked um, Januarys and Februarys in the winter time. So it's I mean, like I said, COVID is changing the game. Uh, that, that's another thing. Do you think COVID's technically over with in Texas? Cause I've been walking around like I went to, I think we've been to like two bars so far. People are taking off their masks. Oh man, man. it's just it's. Just... You noticed it too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just people are done. They're like, ah, screw it. I know. Like I noticed. I'm like, yeah, people. Cause like I remember like last week, a couple Wednesdays ago. That's when they said, hey, it's all clear to you know do the no mask thing. And I think Mahogany went out that night, and she just kind of took a picture of the bar and she was just like yeah these people she went out for her with their friends for a birthday dinner she's like yeah these people ain't really wearing masks no more i'm like no. yeah i guess so <laughs> we're done with all that yeah i think so so i like <laughs> now now my, my question was okay do you think the covid play is really effective in texas now or is texas back to normal or do you have just people flying in like restrictions are tough out here we're gonna fly into texas i think it might i mean at least for a few years it might have made an impact on how people travel 
because yeah. you know they, they don't want to go into these giant hotels with all kinds of thousands of people from all over the world i mean they want to get like a little house or a little condo somewhere privacy. Just, yeah privacy less people because man think vegas wasn't really open man oh no nah man. Like the buffets were shut down you can go no. get you can go get food but like you know vegas it's what yeah. you love you know you get the buffets you know gamble drink walk you know but buffets were closed and then it's mm. like you can gamble have, but it just wasn't they must have a Democrat mayor. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, they're blue all the way. <laughs> you are, you know, they're blue all the way. <laughs> Texas don't give a fuck. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. Like, hey, give a fuck. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy though. Yeah, but man, you're still scrubbing toilet tetra arbitrages. <sighs> What's what? going on? I'm not over scrubbing. There, I'm not scrubbing the toilets. It just noticed a little water leak coming out of the out of one of the toilets. You know, started seeping some water out. You know, because after the freeze. Are you and, doing condos? Yeah, there's condos. There's oh, people people own condos. And, and I told them, you know, like you, like you tell them, you know, anything under 200 bucks we'll take care of. It's a $5 seal. It still sucks to freaking do that kind of thing. But if you, the more, I figure the more you keep the, the mom and pop owners out of your hair, the more, you know, the better it is for you. Why don't you get some BOG? BOG? Boots on the ground. Boots on. I am the damn boots on the ground. <laughs> uh, I got to get out of that, man. <laughs> get out of that. <laughs> nah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, you got to get out of that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, hit up Thumbtack. Just get somebody. Uh, I just hired a guy who did uh, a lot of the repairs for my condo when I was selling it. Off yeah. Thumbtack. I'll get his information to you. He does, like, odd jobs, and he'll just – you just hit him up, and he'll come to heal okay. you. Cool. I'm done with that. Yeah, so text yeah, me yeah. that info. All right, man. It's a good episode. episode. Live, let, thrive. Yeah, episode one fifty nine. Catch us on IG, mainly IG, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. We're always commenting, add us, whatever you want to do, and all that information is below in the descriptions. And uh, hit us up. Already, we are out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.